This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Look at all you sexy clock dodgers out there. Listen, guys, I got a riddle for you. Right now, somebody is putting a team together in this country, and that team sucks really bad. And I'm not talking about daily fantasy sports. You tweet me, email me, hit me up wherever you know me at, push me in public and tell me who who is the answer to that riddle. Someone is putting a team together right now and it sucks. I don't even know if that's a riddle, but it's a question or a trick question or something. I don't know. But speaking of picking teams, I have a daily fantasy sports app that sponsors this podcast called No Halftime, where you don't have to pick a team. Player versus player challenges. You can win money. You can play for free. You can play your friends, family, coworkers, the clown, um, the guy who does whatever at your local gym, like scans your card. I mean, you can play whoever you want and you can win money. Use the promo code CLOCK100 you'll get $100, up to $100 matched on your first deposit. You can download this on iPhone, Android, go to nohalftime.com. They're great people, great customer service, and they have great ideas that just keep coming down the pipeline. You will, you will not be disappointed with this app. Guys, get it now. No halftime. Cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Man, it is a special episode today. It is episode 50 of the Clock Dodgers podcast, 5-0. Adam, are you, do you feel like celebrating today, man? Oh, man. I didn't know it was episode 50. I totally lost track of that. Well, congratulations to uh, to Neil and the Clock Dodgers brand. Uh, just, man, it's been a pleasure recording with you on these Thursday nights and uh, being a part of the Clock Dodgers team. I mean, thank you. You've welcomed me with open arms, and I, I appreciate the opportunity, but Man, just uh, congratulate yourself today, dude, to, uh, to be at 50 episodes. Like, when you started this, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you wanted to get here, but uh, but how excited are you that you, you, you were here? Exactly, man. It's just been pretty fun. I appreciate that. It's kind of cheating a little bit because there's really over 50 episodes because not every episode I label as a number because there's like the 15-minute breaks <laughs> and stuff like that. But, you know, for the actual podcast episodes it's like 50 for you know how, how i'm labeling them um but yeah man pretty exciting to be here well you know it's just a number but it just seems like something to mention i guess um it we're, you know obviously we do these during thursday night football the game is almost over we're recording a little bit later tonight than than we typically do we usually start this off a little earlier but um that's just the way things felt today um but you know it's been an interesting week obviously you know i don't know what's been going on in your life as it is um, but the thing that's been going on in everybody's life is the election. You know, we all kind of have our feelings on that and, you know, where we're at. But, of course, um, 
you know, I mean, is, was there anything else going on in your life besides that? Or has that been kind of consuming things? God, man, I, I don't know about you, but I think it's been all all consuming for everyone. I mean, it's it's a it's a huge momentous swing for the country. And I mean, no matter what your reaction is to it, I think that the reaction was felt really deeply by, by everybody. Um, I man, I just uh, I remember walking around yesterday, which uh, which would have been Wednesday, you know, the day that uh, that it was officially announced that that Trump had won. And there was just this energy that, uh, I don't know, living in Chicago, it might have been different than the rest of the country. But I I have a feeling there were a lot of places in the country that was similar. But it was uh, it was weird. It was like this eerie sort of feeling where a lot of people were quieter than normal. Um, You know, there were were a fair amount of people in my uh, in my line of work customers and stuff that that were talking about the election and and the fallout and how they felt and those sort of things but i felt for the most part there was just kind of like this overall heaviness to the day is that kind of how it felt for you as well now yeah it's weird because um you know you mentioned we're like a couple of days off of it basically since it's happened and like the first day like when i went back to like you know life like uh, out and about work whatever you want to call it um like it seemed like people didn't really want to talk about it it was just kind of like you know like nobody was talking about it It was just kind of there um but then today you know people that i've kind of interacted with today it seems like people are kind of bringing it up now and talking about it and of course you know opinions vary either way but um you know me and you were talking before we started recording and we kind of mentioned how you mentioned how um you know thursday night football kind of brings back a little bit of you know normal normality i guess you could say to the day you know to the week um, where we can kind of take our minds off of that again you know for a little bit and that's what makes stuff like football so beautiful or sports in general um, because it kind of you know makes life you know i don't want to say routine but kind of brings that balance you know for us um so you know like you you mentioned it and like i said it's important to acknowledge how important sports is to us and what it does for us even mentally um, as a culture, you know what I mean? Yeah, man, definitely. I mean, right now is a very on edge time for, I think everybody. And, you know, unfortunately I I've seen throughout social media, a lot of hate. Um, I mean, there's been a lot of hate crimes that I've seen committed in Trump's name. And then there's been a lot of anti Trump hate crimes that I've seen committed against people who were assumed to be Trump supporters. And, uh, it, there's a lot of hate happening right now, and uh, you know it, it. It's really, it's really sad. And it's really disheartening. And ultimately, I love football, and I, I love fantasy football, and I love talking to you about football every Thursday night. And like, I look forward to this. And I don't want the, you know, the hate that's out there and the the negativity to disrupt. You know what I love about about my life right now and and about you know something that I find a lot of happiness in and, and ultimately that's what I hope we can bring to people in you know listening to this i uh, I really hope that you know throughout the podcast we we have fun with it like we always try and do here, and ultimately you know people get to not just escape that nine to five as you say often but escape the stress that might be coming in association with everything that we've been feeling over the last 48 hours and just 
let that go for the next hour, hour and a half here and, and just kind of, you know, have fun with us. Because ultimately, man, I, I love getting to, you know, have fun talking with you on Thursday nights and I'm excited to get to do it again tonight. I agree, man. And you know, like we said, we, we, we agreed before the show, we wouldn't get too heavy into it. We don't want to, you know, take people down that path. If they want to talk more about that kind of stuff, they, they know where to go. You know, there's outlets for that. Um, but the beautiful thing about Cloud Dodgers is it's it's not just a fantasy sports thing. It's not just a football thing. It's not just, you know, we do we do touch on anything and everything. But um, in light, you know, of the current uh, mood that seems to be, you know, over everything, we feel like it's probably best to go the other way right now but if you do want to hear more about it i mean of course you know you're more than welcome to uh you know tell people how you feel um obviously i put out you know the 15 minute podcast yesterday um so people if they want to hear more about how i feel they can always go there for that um to check out that episode but uh, we're not going to go too much further into it today (laughs) so let's just pretty much let's just jump over to to thursday night football let's 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 change the speed here let's change the pace of everything we had a Thursday night football game, uh, which is actually over now, over at this point. Um, it was the Baltimore Ravens versus the Cleveland Browns, which doesn't sound exciting. Um, I know, you know, a lot of people don't like Thursday night games in general as it is because they temporarily, you know, tip- typically um, seem to be very uh, hard to judge, hard to gauge before it happens, or sometimes they're even snooze fest, I guess you could say. Um, this game had some interesting you know, details I think you had to take away from it. I don't think you should ignore everything about the game. Um, the Ravens, you know, won, won pretty, um, you know, at, at a pretty big margin. But there's a couple of guys that I feel should be talked about. Um, the first one we, I think we need to talk about is Dixon. Um, how, how do you feel about Dixon? I, mean, I know um, from from previous chats with you, you're kind of you're you're a big you're a big fan of his. Um, at least moving forward, I was a big fan of him coming into the draft. I felt like he was the best rookie. Um, drafted as far as running backs that I felt good about like this season um obviously he had injuries and stuff that kind of kind of slowed that that um that start off for him for this season but moving forward it seems like a lot of people are, are fans of him and he displayed a little bit of what people can see you know in his in his future here to come wouldn't you say yeah for sure man uh I think it's really interesting because I was you know coming into the season we talked about it a bit I was a big Buck Allen supporter and that really was a it was a terrible call. I mean, honestly, Buck didn't get any of the work there. And ultimately, it was let go. And, and it's just, I don't know if he's on their practice squad still or not, but he just has become a complete non-factor on the year. And coming into the year, kind of the uh, the big debate, because it was in Mark Trustman offense, was who was going to be the pass-catching back in that, in that offense. And, you know, before Terrence West came in and kind of, made his name known. There were some people who thought the incumbent Justin Forsett was going to be that guy, but I really had always thought that there was no way that Forsett in his old age and his, you know, long career was going to continue to hold off these, these young guns. And Dixon was the hot name rookie. And, uh, you know, I was on the wrong side of it to start the year. And honestly, that's one of the great things about fantasy football in a way, because some of these guys, you, you get really excited about preseason you know, as the season goes on, they sit on your bench and they sit on your bench and they sit on your bench. And it's so hard to keep them for so long. Uh, I bring this up because I picked up Dixon on two waiver wires this uh, this week. And uh, I started him in both. I, I had bye week issues where I, I needed a running back. And, you know, in PPR leagues, you got to be happy with what he produced in standard leagues. It wasn't good, but it wasn't bad. 
and uh, he was he was really being utilized in the offense tonight. You know, he uh, he had six carries, uh, over six yards per carry. So on somebody on limited touches, he looked great. He had uh, at least one big run called back. I think it was like 17 yards or so. So that was pretty huge to have that called back. Uh, I don't know if he had anything else called back on the night. I was kind of watching in and out. Um, but then the big thing is, you know, he, he was a factor in the receiving game, and I think he will be moving forward. I think that's kind of the exciting thing about Dixon is his pass-catching ability. And even though it's no longer Mark Trustman offense, they still, you know, need that that reliable uh, receiver for Blacko to be able to dump passes off to. And I think that Dixon really can be that. And uh, I don't know if it's going to be a huge changing of the guard real quickly where he t- takes over and West kind of falls behind, but uh, West got a lot of carries today and really barely outproduced him on the ground in comparison. Yeah. I mean, you know, when, when they, when they let go of four set, I felt good about West. Um, you, you mentioned that West got a lot of carries today. Just looking at the, at the, the box score here, West got 21 carries Dixon six. So that's still a little bit concerning um, because they're still running him a lot, but you know, you did mention Dixon caught five passes today. West only caught one. Um, so it's obvious that Dixon is a part of the offense, and, and that obviously that role is growing. Um, but you just got to wonder, you know, with 21 rushes for West, whether, um, you know, h- how much can you expect Dixon to take over? You know what I mean? As far as that, is it going to end up ultimately being like a 50-50 thing? Will it even get that far? You know, do they still want West to kind of be the, at least carry-wise, be the guy? Um, I don't know, but it's definitely encouraging, you know, for Dixon owners to see him again. How many catches, even you know, five catches is a lot, especially if you're in a PPR league, um, for a running back. So that's if you can get those five catches and those carries even bump up just a, you know a little bit, even um, he's definitely worth you know having, definitely worth starting at least flexing um, moving forward. So for sure, it's definitely you know a, a worthy guy to have. Um, is there anyone else on the on the Baltimore offense that you're really excited about? I mean, there's there's Steve Smith, who had a touchdown today. Um, Wallace didn't have a touchdown. He had some big games, you know, a couple last couple weeks, but this week it was a little more average. Um, it seems like you know when there's no Steve Smith, Wallace is is much more valuable, and then when Steve Smith comes back, it kind of like ah, you know, he kind of kind of loses that value because then they start spreading the ball around. Yeah, you know I mean, Pitta, Wallace, Smith. Now Dixon obviously getting involved, which you know wasn't there before. So, do you get excited about the wide receivers at all in Baltimore? I mean, you said it right. They're spreading the ball around a lot. I mean, this is you know the best matchup they're going to get all year, playing the winless Cleveland Browns. And you know, it was a situation where they, I, I mean, I'm looking at it here. They had ten, uh, sorry, nine different pass catchers tonight. So lots, lots, and lots of spreading the ball around and um, ultimately it's kind of a situation where they don't have you know an electric enough of an offense for me to really get excited about any of their pass catchers on a weekly basis you know Wallace has been pretty reliable but you make a good point when Smith is in there that kind of you know divvies up the targets to one more guy and that's spreading out just it hurts any reliability in this offense and you know, Perryman is a guy who I liked coming into the year, um, but ultimately he is somebody who is going to struggle to see enough targets to be consistent. And I think that, you know, tonight was a great night for their offense, but again, it's against Cleveland, so I don't really know what to expect of them going forward. 
this isn't really much of a test for them. So I don't really know if it's a really good indication of what the offense is going to look like. Um, it'll be interesting to see if in tougher matchups, Flacco does go back to relying on Mike Wallace more. But I think that for, you know, most people moving forward, you're going to want to find other options than, yeah. than Ravens pass catchers. Yeah, I think the key word to what you said there was reliability. We just can't really rely on anyone in that offense um, sustainably, you know, each week that you feel like, okay, each week he's going to be, you know, a, a go-to thing, except like you said, you know, these running backs, you know, they've been pretty heavy in the rotation. Dixon now being healthy, getting some more play, but it seems like Wallace and Smith are going to be kind of, you know, guys that when you, when you start them, you're kind of going into it knowing I, I'm not guaranteeing that this guy's going to go off, but there's a chance he's going to catch a touchdown or, you know, go for a hundred yards or something like that. But, you know, you can't just, you can't rely on it. Um, on the other side of the field, you got the Cleveland Browns, who um, had a couple of different quarterbacks in today. You know, Crowell didn't do much. You know, it's kind of been really inconsistent season for him. He's had some amazing games and then some really, you know, duds like this. Um, Duke Johnson continues to struggle. You know, I really thought Duke Johnson would do better this year, but it just seems like he's not doing that great. And then the, the two guys that I really had my eyes on were, were Pryor and Coleman. Um, you know, Coleman had a big game week two before he got hurt against the Ravens, um, where he had over 100 yards, two touchdowns, um, which was kind of the, you know, the game that opened up a lot of people's eyes. They didn't know how quickly Coleman would get it, you know, with these quarterbacks in, in Cleveland, but he showed in that game that he obviously could do it. Um, but this game, again, Coleman doesn't do a whole lot. He only had like three catches under 20 yards. Um, definitely underwhelming because I, I was kind of hoping to see something in this game prior, no touchdown, which, which hurts him. Um, he had five catches under 50 yards. Um, so that the touchdown kind of hurts him compared to some past weeks, you know, where touchdowns maybe saved him for the day. Um, man, you, you mentioned it earlier, undefeated. I mean, I mean, no, not undefeated. The winless. <laughs> Win, uh, winless. It's depressing, man. It's oh, depressing no. when you said that. I was like, God. Reality to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's like winless. It's just, you know, as a Browns fan, you got to be pretty down right now. You know, I mean, it's not like it hasn't happened before. The 08 uh, Lions were the last to do it. I think there's one other team that's done it prior to that. So, you know, winless has has happened before, and uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna be surprised if they win a game this year. Um, from a fantasy perspective, like you said, Crowell's kind of been hit or miss. Um, well, what I've noticed about Isaiah Crowell is he's a great running back if they give him the work. And tonight he only got nine carries. They were behind most of the game. And they just really didn't look to establish the run. And ultimately, they just they didn't have any productivity on offense. And uh, like I said, I wasn't watching the game close enough. I, I kind of was going in and out. But, uh, but it really just didn't seem like they had any sort of rhythm to the offense whenever I was watching. So. Moving forward, I mean, you know, you mentioned Terrell Pryor, you mentioned Corey Coleman. These are guys who we want to be excited about, but I, I just, you know, Pryor is one of those guys similar to Mike Wallace who, you know, it's just, it's a bad offense. And I don't really know how much you can get excited about playing guys in bad offenses now. Ultimately, he's been able to thrive in, in a poor situation. So I don't feel terrible about rolling him out there, depending on your, uh, your other options but you can't be excited and one of the things I really try and focus on down the stretch in fantasy is looking at offenses that have succeeded so far because guys who have succeeded on four offenses often towards the end of the season 
start falling in line with those poor offenses. And it, it's tough to continue to be an anomaly over and over and over. Yeah, I was definitely hoping for bigger games out of those two. But if you were hoping for them, like me, you didn't get them. Um, that's really it for the for the Thursday night game that I want to touch on. Is there anything else that we're missing? I mean, Flacco, not really, you know. Can only talk about Ravens and Browns for so long. Let's yeah. Let's go on. <laughs> Let's go on. I actually got, you know, a good good amount of questions and stuff today from from um, other clock daughters out there. So we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, one thing that has taken off, man, on the show is the, the food questions, dude. Been getting lots of food questions ever, <laughs> ever, ever, ever since we started talking about chicken strips and dip. Um, it has really become like a trend now. Um, whenever I ask for questions, whenever people submit, you know, um, stuff for this show, they keep bringing up food, man. So we're going to continue that today. I'm just letting you know that now, just preparing you that there's a heavy dosage of food questions coming at you. Um, but I like it because organically that's become a part of us now, man. I guess. (laughs) In some strange (laughs) way, in some strange way, it's become a part of the show. So we will be talking about food. Um, also, man, I just wanted to mention really quick before we get into some other stuff is um, if you if you follow us on on Twitter at Clock Dodgers, which I hope you do, um, because it'd be disappointing if you didn't. Um, you've seen that I tweeted out a link um, recently for Toys for Tots, um, me, and then some other podcasts, um, Fantasy Life OGs, uh, Break from the Grind, um, Geo George is the guy who actually approached me about it. Um, I just want anyone who is interested in donating to that to know it's out there. I'm saying this now before the end of the podcast in case for some reason you actually don't finish this or you stop it for some reason and never get back to the end before you, you know, before the week's over or something. Um, if you could just hit that link, man, and donate anything. Uh, it's Toys for Tots. Um, 100% of the funds are going to that. Um, and so if you guys can, we, we, we tried to, we went into it with a goal of getting like $500 um, and it's over 300 already. So we're going to run it for like a month probably. And, you know, by that time, um, we're hoping to get the $500 before then and exceed that. Um, but if you can, just go to the at Clock Dodgers on Twitter, find the link. Um, I keep tweeting it out, you know, kind of throughout the day. And uh, just donate anything, man. It doesn't matter. It could be $5. Like, it's going to go towards something good. Um, it's helpful. It's appreciated. Um, so I just wanted to mention that before we went any further. Um, but Toys for Tots is a great you know, great foundation. We're up to like $345, I want to say right now. So, you know, obviously thank you to anybody who's already donated and to anybody who does. Um, Let me know if if you, um, actually, let me see if I can see, um, if I can see who's already donated, I can kind of shout those people out. Um, That'd be cool to at least mention their names. Yeah. um, Adam Moe donated money. So thank you. Uh, John Beers. John, I can't pronounce the last name very well. It looks like Gwenther, Genther, you know, I'm not the, I'm not the pronunciator here on the show, but, um, thank you, John. (laughs) Shelly Croft. Thank you, Shelly, Elliot, Jared. I mean, I know you guys didn't do this for attention, but just want to thank you guys for doing it. Jeff, um, Jason, Jake, Michael, and Lacey. So far, those are people who have donated, like I said, $345 already. Um, so any, anyone who donates going forward, I'll definitely shout you out on the show. Um, and, uh, we really appreciate it and it's just a good thing to do. You know what I mean, man? It makes you feel good. Like, like you said earlier, man, we're in a time right now where loving each other and taking care of each other is more important than ever, man. God, you couldn't have said it better, man. I, uh, I'm really, really excited to hear you guys are doing that. I'm definitely going to have to donate as well. Uh, 
you know, I'm not sure if it's related at all, um, but I know Scott Fish over at Dynasty League Football has the uh, Fantasy Cares uh, charity, and that is a charity that uh, supports fantasy leagues with donating a portion of their prize pool to Toys for Tots. Uh, I know they've raised thousands of dollars this year, and I love I love that the uh, the fantasy community has really embraced you know this attitude around donating, especially in relation to Toys for Tots. I really don't know of a uh, really just anything that I could get behind more. Uh, Toys for Tots is a great organization because you know exactly where your money is going when you donate it. It's going directly towards gifts that are going to be given to children in need. And I don't really know if there's, I mean, there's a lot of things that you can donate to in this world, but being able to give a child something that makes them excited or happy on a day where if they didn't have that, they'd feel such despair is really just an amazing thing. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's really, really, really awesome, Neil. And I, I really hope that, that we're able to raise a lot of money and, and make a lot of kids Christmases a lot. Yeah, a absolutely. Lot absolutely, man. We were thinking about, you know, maybe um, once we get it all together, even possibly getting together, a couple of us getting together that can locally, because some of us are in Florida. So it's not just me in Florida. Um, George is in Florida. And so maybe if we can get together, um, and either go in there, you know, maybe even periscope it or stream it, like giving the giving the money so everyone can kind of see it happening and feel good about it, or even possibly just buying the gifts and donating the gifts themselves. That'd be fun to kind of to do also. So we'll we'll, we'll get people more involved um, as it as it gets closer. But just wanted to shout it out um, before we jumped over into some more fantasy stuff. But yeah, man, like you said, um, the Dude. fantasy fantasy community is definitely a a, a very uh, welcoming and caring place, man. Yeah, dude, that, just to touch on it real quick, I love that idea. If you're able to uh, to go and actually buy the toys yourself, to periscope that, put that good, that, that awesome, awesome good out into the world would be, be really, really cool, man. I, um, I know that, uh, that Toys for Tots is a really awesome organization, and I bet, I bet you anything that if you went out and actually got to do the shopping, you'd find it to be really really fun to get to spend you know hundreds of dollars on these toys knowing that they're going to go to kids and, and just make their days and you just get to fill up a cart or who knows maybe multiple carts just full of toys that, that you know are going to just god light up children's faces that that wouldn't otherwise get to have that exciting of a of a christmas so man i uh, i really encourage you to go out and do, do the periscope because i think that that would be a really really cool touch yeah i, I agree man I mean, let, and it'll kind of help everybody feel connected to it you know so you're getting me hyped up about it already man Definitely. i'm ready to go buy toys already so it's exciting it is exciting man it is exciting it's exciting see it's exciting to make other people feel good man I'm telling you it's a fact it's a fact so to feel That's good man let, let, let's go over something that makes me feel good which is our, you know, fairly new for real, for real, or no way Jose segment, man. It makes me feel good, and I want to do it with you right now. Are you down for that segment right now? Oh, for real, for real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So I basically, you know, and anyone who's new, I just basically going to throw some names at Adam and see, you know, how he, how strongly he feels about these guys and whether they're you know, guys to really pay attention to. Obviously, right now we're getting close to playoff time. You know, you're you're starting to figure out at this point. You're either in the meat of things. You know, like you're you have a really good chance to go in the playoffs, or you're starting to fall out. You know, it's starting to find out. Like, okay, maybe mathematically I'm not going to be in this thing. Um, so I just like to highlight some guys that 
are kind of on that border or that people aren't thinking about as much or people kind of have some more questions about and kind of throw their names out there. And Adam, of, of course, feel free. If I don't throw out a name that you feel like should be in here, throw it at us, man, okay? Awesome. Let's All do right. It. So one of the names that I find kind of interesting right now, um, he was a guy who, who, who showed a little bit of flash earlier, then got injured, showed a little bit of flash again now, and it's Eli Rogers. Do you think Eli Rogers, man, is for real? Pharrell, or do you think this guy is really not that big of a deal? He's kind of in an offense with a lot of a lot of outlets, so he's a no way Jose kind of guy. I'm probably going to lean more towards no way Jose. Um, you know, Eli Rogers is probably going to be one of those players who has some big weeks here and there, but it's probably overall pretty inconsistent. Um, he's not someone who I'm looking to add if he's – I mean, I guess you could say – you know, he, he's worth an ad if he's out there on, on waiver wires, but I don't really know if he's a guy who you could really rely on week to week. Um, he, he's somebody who at least is in a good offense, so he has that that ability to have those big or to have those touchdown games that make him viable for fantasy. Um, but, you know, he's got one touchdown on the season, and ultimately I just, I'm not going to find him somebody that I can really rely on on a week to week basis. So maybe as like a spot start, end of your bench sort of guy, especially though with the bye weeks over now and, you know, preparing for the playoffs, I'm looking to use those bench spots for guys who I think can be huge down the stretch. And I just don't see him as that guy. Right. Yeah. I actually, I, he was available in one league. I picked him up um, and mainly because, you know, I'm in, in, in my PPR league um, last week, he had a, six catches, 103 yards. He got 16 points and, you know, the next three games coming up are kind of interesting for him if you need him, you know, in the bye weeks and injuries and stuff. Um, they got Dallas, who kind of, the secondary is a little beat up right now. Then they're at Cleveland, which I feel like is pretty tempting. Um, and then at Indianapolis, which isn't isn't great, isn't bad, but um, it's, it's a, you know, it's a pretty decent matchup. So I feel like, you know, the Giants after that at Buffalo, Cincinnati, and Baltimore to finish the year. I just feel like the schedule isn't too overwhelming. And we know, you know, Pittsburgh does tend to throw the ball a lot and, and, you know, be pretty high of an offensive, you know, group. So I just feel like if you're in a bind, he's not terrible, you know, to stream, at least as a flex, um, because the the chances are there. But like you said, it may be a reliability issue there. But um, I still think there's some tempting matchups, especially that Cleveland one in week 11. Um, So I think he has some value, but, you know, like you said, maybe a little inconsistent, you know. So... That's one. That's one name. You don't feel like he's for real. Totally, you see a little bit of value, but you're not crazy about him. Um, I feel like he does have some value. Um, the next one I want to throw at you, and this guy's been on fire lately, is Rashard Matthews. Is Rashard Matthews for real, for real, or no way, Jose? Oh, I, I think he's definitely for real, for real. I uh, I was really excited about him coming into the season. And uh, he he just he hadn't really lived up to any of the expectations, and then all of a sudden in these last few games he has just taken off and and been a huge huge touchdown threat. Five touchdowns in the last five games. He had a two touchdown game last week, and uh, ultimately he's somebody who's being relied on in the red zone. You know, not a ton of targets though. Um, this last week he he had ten targets, which was a big increase but over the past five games he ultimately has been averaging closer to five targets a game um so there was a nice uptick there last week we'll be interested to see if that stays this week against green bay um 
you know, and he did that last week against San Diego, who is a better pass defense. So they've got a pretty good schedule going forward until their week 13 bye. But that's probably the biggest downside that I see with them is having that week 13 bye. It's a week that a lot of people need wins because they're trying to make that last ditch push to the playoffs. And then in week 14, the first week of the playoffs, uh, Tennessee gets Denver. So it's, it's a tough schedule in that end. But if you've got him on your roster right now, I think he's a guy you definitely are going to be looking to play the next three weeks against Green Bay, Indy, and Chicago. All pretty good matchups. Um, Chicago especially being a really great matchup in Week 12. So, yeah, he's somebody uh, he's somebody who I'm excited about. Probably more in standard leagues because he does have that you know touchdown threat. And he isn't getting a ton of targets, uh, at least on a consistency basis. Um, however, if if that changes and this week we see he gets another large target game, he could be viable in PPR as well. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Matthews is definitely for real for me as well. Um, if, you know, we just mentioned Rogers, I think, you know, if you were doing waivers or something, it would be Matthews. And then obviously Rogers behind him, he'd be kind of like your backup plan over Matthews. But um, Matthews is definitely the, the better option. Um, a guy who tore it up last week, tore it up the week before that, but, it's not so much whether he's for real, but it's like the workload for real. And that's Tim Hightower. Um, and, I, and, I, and I'm bringing this up because he creates an interesting, you know, situation in New Orleans um, with him and Ingram. Um, obviously, a lot of people, you know, took Ingram high going into the season. He's the, the guy that you look at as the number one back there. Um, but last week, the week before that, um, Hightower's actually had more carries than Ingram, although Ingram had a super productive week last week. Um, I actually started both of them in a league that I needed to win last week and they actually saved my week. Um, so it's, it's just one of those guys where, you know, Ingram is obviously what people look at as a more talented back. So the question is whether, you know, Tim Hightower's workload is for real, for real or no way, Jose. Uh, yeah, I, I think he is for real, for real. I mean, ultimately the last two weeks have been really polarizing from uh, opponent perspective because they played the best and then the worst rush defense in the league in back-to-back weeks in San Francisco, or I'm sorry, Seattle and San Francisco in order. Um, And the biggest thing is workload. You know, Tim Hightower goes over 20 carries in both games, and that is a huge indication to me that the coaches there feel like he is the more reliable running back in that offense. Even though Ingram had a big game last week, um, you know, that, that came with touchdowns and that came with huge, huge runs on not a ton of carries. But like you said, Hightower got the majority of the carries the last two weeks. And uh, I think they're both going to be utilized. But I think that they're making the uh, the switch to, to utilize Hightower in kind of a more reliable every down role and use Mark Ingram in kind of that change of pace, explosive role that uh, that. Ultimately, you know, he seemed to do really well in last week, but time will tell because San Francisco is a team that, you know, lets any running back do really well against them. So if I'm a, if I'm a Hightower owner, I'm really excited, looking at getting them in my flex as, as much as possible uh, this week. If, uh, if I have options that are questionable, uh, I'm definitely leaning Hightower. And if, uh, if I have Ingram, I've probably rolling him out there feeling pretty confident and and waiting to see if I can get a little bit more information on the situation. So let me ask you this. If you're a guy like me, you're stuck with both of them, right? 
and you need wins. You're not like, uh, you know, you don't have a big lead or anything. They play Denver this week, I believe. Um, if if you're if you're in, a, in your, my if you're in my shoes, um, do you, how do you choose who to start? You know what I mean, like I, I have some decent options right now. I have Doug Martin coming back. I have Ware coming back from concussion. I have Starks coming back from an injury, and then I have these two guys. Like I said last week, they played San Fran, and I didn't have any other options. And I started both, and they were like miracle workers for me. Um, but this week, I have some options. And they're playing Denver, which we just seen Latavius Murray and the Raiders rip him to shreds, which isn't the common thing, though. Um, what, what do you do? Do you, do you start one or the other? Or do you say start both? I mean, what do you do in a situation like that? Yeah, I mean, it's tough. I think you have to kind of stick with the incumbent and think that Ingram is going to be the better producer. Um, ultimately, if you're forced to make that decision and you need one of them in your lineup, I would I'd probably lean Ingram. But, you know, it is. It's a really, really tough call. Ultimately, when you have a running back who's a quote-unquote backup, but the last two weeks he's seen over 20 carries, makes you really question whether there's a changing of the guard occurring. Um, You know, Hightower was great for them down the stretch last year, and if the coaching staff there feels like he's the more reliable option, which Sean Payton has kind of said as much, then – it could be, you know, a situation where Hightower gets the majority of the touches again this week. But I think Ingram has, you know, the better pedigree. He at least is somewhat used in the passing game. Not a ton of receptions on the season, but has three receiving touchdowns. So that is a nice uh, asset to have and, and just his, you know, ability to be a little bit more dynamic than Hightower in that regard. But I don't know, man. It, it's it's definitely a tough call. It's not like a uh, a really easy decision. I'd still lean Ingram, like I said, but it's definitely not not easy. Yeah, as a, as a guy who had High Tower last year, you know, in the playoffs, and he and he saved, uh, he helped me win the championship. It's kind of you know hard to like, man, to not like 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 I asked you last week, and we we discussed it last week. You know, can 2016 High Tower be 2015 High Tower? It's it's an interesting question, man. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it plays out. But like you said, I think if you have both of them, they're both, you know, flexible at the very least. You know what I mean? Um, another guy that, you know, I just mentioned, he played Denver um, last week and tore it up. Offensive line was absolutely amazing. It's Latavius Murray. I'm bringing Latavius Murray up because obviously last week's game proved that, you know, their offensive line is on a stud level. Their quarterback is legit as it gets. Their offense is rolling. But people still... Are never are not crazy about Latavius Murray. Like this whole year, they they've always been questioning him. Oh, you know, people are saying the Raiders don't love him. They have these other running backs they want to get involved more. They're not committed to him. People keep constantly bringing these things up. Is Latavius Murray finally once and for all for real, for real, or is he still a question in people's mind and a no way, Jose? Eight touchdowns in nine weeks. That's all I need to hear about from a running back. He is for real, for real. I. Uh... I think he's actually a guy who I'm looking at in my leagues as a possible trade for target, especially if uh, your trade deadline's coming up and the owner of that team is in a win-now mode. They're on by this week. So try and acquire him if at all possible. I think moving forward, he's going to be a reliable asset on that offense. That, you know, Oakland offense looks great. They're moving the ball really well. And, 
ultimately there's gonna be touchdowns we had. It's a very Mar- uh, Melvin Gordon esque role in that regard, where I just think that it's an opportunity, maybe more than the talent thing. But Murray had a great week last week against you know a pretty good matchup. Coming off the bye, he's got Houston, which is a great matchup. And uh, ultimately, in the fantasy playoffs, he's got two great matchups as well, going against San Diego and Indianapolis. So he's a guy I'm looking to get, if uh, if at all possible. Yeah, you can ask anybody. I've been buying round trip tickets to the Tay Train all season long. Every time someone asks me, should I sell them? Should I sell them? I tell them no. But he's just proven it right. I'm, a, I'm obviously, you know, I'm a Raider fan, a diehard Raider fan. So I felt good about the guy, regardless of who was there. Everyone said, you know, DeAndre Washington was going to take the job. I told him no, and now it's just being proven a fact. I loved what Donald Penn, the uh, the um, tackle uh, for for the Raiders, said last week about the about the game against Denver. He said that we ran the same run and play at least ten times over and over and over. He's like, we could have announced the play in the stadium, and they still couldn't have stopped us. He's like, we broke their will, and I thought that was pretty telling about how the Raiders feel right now um how their offense feels right now and just you know it, it's a lot man it, it, you you can say whatever you want you can say it's just words but a lot of times man it's about um you know riding off of that emotion you know riding off of that that um that push that you have right now that that um you know that run that they're on it's sometimes those those things are just contagious and just carry over from week to week to week they're on a you know a, a steady ride you know and so I, I believe in everything on that offense and will continue to believe in everything on that offense um you know they 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 beat denver pretty convincingly so i'm i'm all aboard on the tay train with latavius murray um another guy i got like a couple more guys two more guys here that i really want to mention um the the, the first one here is a running back it's sproles um that Running back backfield for Philadelphia has been pretty um, unstable, to say the least. Uh, Ryan Matthews has struggled. Like the coach kept coming out saying, like they believe in him, he's their guy. Um, but it's been pretty clear that Sproles, at least you know the last couple or a few weeks, um, has been really the guy, um, carry wise, touches wise, however you want to look at it. Um, is he for real, for real, man, or is he no way, Jose? Just because the you know the instability in that backfield and, and so many guys that they try to you know at least feed the ball to sometimes. I'm gonna say no way, Jose. However, he is for real, for real as the best option in the Philadelphia backfield. Um, he is the one who they're gonna try and rely on down the stretch, and ultimately, as the running back position continues to be quite tumultuous, he's a guy who you're probably gonna have to start. Mm-hmm. Not really a guy who I'm ever going to be excited about starting. He's got a great matchup this week against Atlantis. So, you know, if you're going to feel good about ever rolling him out there, this week's probably it. But then down the stretch, um, you know, three of his last five matchups are against uh, top seven rush defenses. And ultimately, he is kind of more of a pass-catching threat than he is a rushing threat. And, you know, he's seen a ton of targets in the past again, past two weeks, averaging eight targets a game. But he's a guy who I just, I can't feel super confident relying on weekly. He, uh, he's a guy who I'm going to be okay if I have to roll him out there, but I'm definitely not excited about it. And I'm, I'm definitely. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I'm not, you know, crazy excited, but, you know, in, in, a, in a running back position that, um, has has definitely had some holes. Uh, a guy like him is definitely um, a considerable option. Um, the last guy 
I'm actually going to throw a tight end in there, man. I'm going to let you say his name because I have an issue with pronunciations, as we know. I'll say the first name. It's CJ. CJ Fedorowicz. Yeah, you already knew who I was going with. Um, CJ Fedorowicz. Every day I get educated by Adam on the show, man. He kind of helps me get this pronunciation thing under wraps. So is CJ for for real, for real, man? I mean, I know my pronunciation is not for real, for real, but is he for real, for real, or is he in no way, Jose? So yeah, CJ Fedorowicz is is definitely a guy who's who's for real, for real. He's someone who I'm really excited about trying to own down the stretch. He's got fantastic matchups during the fantasy playoffs in weeks 14 and 16, facing two bottom five uh, pass defenses against tight ends. And he's a guy who's been really consistent on the Houston offense. He's been really reliable, uh, seeing over seven targets a game in the last four games, averaging five receptions a game over the last five games. And, you know, he's a guy who's a touchdown threat too. So he's got everything you could really look for in a tight end. And he's a guy who I'm also looking to acquire, uh, similar to Latavius Murray, in situations where, you know, if he was dropped last week, I I look to pick him up in leagues. uh, And he's a guy that I even held through his bye week in some some leagues just because he has those great matchups down the stretch. And he's been used as a reliable option. So he's a a guy who has a tight end. I mean, there's not a lot that I can get excited about. He's one that I'm definitely excited about. So let me just throw some names at you. Brait. Brait or CJ? CJ. Fedorowicz, for sure. Doyle or CJ? Um, probably going to go CJ, yeah. Definitely CJ. Okay. So you feel pretty good about him. I'm trying to think of anybody else in that area. What about like someone like Pitta? Yeah, for sure CJ. Pitta hasn't scored a touchdown all year. Ultimately, I see CJ Fedorowicz as like a, maybe even top 10, but probably definitely top 12 option down the stretch at the tight end position. Well, it helps a lot of people, man, because a lot of people are asking about him. So, if you have a tight end hole, you know, you know, you need you need a guy with some consistency. Adam believes CJ will be your guy. So, um, big shout out to CJ, man. He even beat our guy Doyle out, man. That's that's big stuff right there. It's not easy to do. Doyle's been the man of the of the year. <laughs> Definitely the surprise of the tight end position before CJ. That's yeah. Sure. All right, man. Well, that's it for for real, for real, or no way, Jose. I want to jump over into our. No halftime challenge, which I have kept my players secret from you this week. Um, you told me your guys, and I made my guys, my decision on my end, and I said, you know what, I'm not going to tell Adam until the, the moment of truth is upon us. I didn't want to give you any uh, head start on me somehow. I'm trying to change my luck. <laughs> trying to change my luck here, man. I'm getting kind of superstitious <laughs> trying try to, uh, to, to mix it up. So, you know... I'll let you say your names first at quarterback, and then I'll tell you who I have. All right, man. So uh, I uh, I really tried to dig deep for our matchups this week. So I'm going with guys who I think to try and support our listeners out there, I, I tried to target a lot of guys who people may be trying to decide whether or not they're going to start. So at the quarterback position, I went with Trevor Simeon. I'm really excited about Simeon this week. He's got a good matchup against New Orleans. and. Ultimately, he's a guy who I'm picking up and playing in a league. And when I was looking at the other waiver wire options to compare it to him, he was one who I know in the past has had multiple touchdown games. I feel like he's got the best weapons around him, and he's got a good matchup. Those are all things that really align for me as a guy who I'm looking to utilize off the waiver wire. And uh, in our matchup this week, I have a feeling that uh, that he'll be able to 
to be able to beat just about anybody you throw out there. So who do you got? <laughs> well, I think you're going to hope he doesn't beat the guy out that I'm picking because the guy I'm picking had a, had a pretty decent week last week. He's happy that Trump is president, and his name is Jay Cutler. A guy that I never thought I would say his name in a no halftime challenge. I am doing it. I'm not afraid, man. I am getting behind Jay Cutler and and and, and giving him my my faith in him putting back back to back good games. Am I crazy, man? That's that's a good no halftime challenge, man. That's one I'd accept, but uh, but I know it's close. So uh, yeah, man. That's why we do this. I, I love matchups like that. Another guy who uh, I think a lot of people, if they've got and have been kind of streaming quarterback all year and haven't really found a reliable option yet, he, he's a guy that a lot of people could pick up or uh, have picked up and are trying to decide if he's worth starting. So, uh, yeah, another great option. That, that'll be a fun one to watch. This yeah, like, like, like you said, we do have our matchups, which my are our records where I've kind of gone off the rails with my record here, but... You know, we do want to always make this entertaining. And also, you know, like you said, guys that people are, it, it, it's more, it seems to be more fun and more beneficial um, to people listening when we pick guys who are kind of on that borderline um, because they, they know the obvious guys. But it's fun to do it with guys that people are kind of like, eh, you know, whether it's a matchup thing or whether they don't know, you know, they're, they're streaming guys. It's fun to do those kind of matchups. So this is a perfect um, matchup for that. Cutler and Simeon, I think, are a perfect. You know, if you're looking at matchups, if you got a bye week fill in, I think that's a, that's a really fun challenge. Um, since I let you start off with quarterback first, I'm going to start off with running back this time um, with another matchup that you're going to be really happy about. I'm going with Bibbs. Bibbs, my boy Capri Bibbs, which I don't think anyone has showed more love for Capri Bibbs on their podcast than us um, because it's not just a cool name anymore. He's going to be a baller this week. He. Had a had a very successful play against the Raiders last week, be it only one play, but I think that showed the coaches something. I think it, you know, it, it might be the the play that opens up the door a little more for Capri. Um, you know, it, he probably opened up the door a little bit, put his foot there so the door wouldn't close. Um, that's that's what that play was. So they're playing New Orleans. You just mentioned it for Simeon. Um, if Simeon does well, he may have passed the ball to Bibbs a little bit. So. I feel like Bibbs is a good play this week. We've seen teams uh, pretty much shred the New Orleans defense up for this year for the most part. So I feel good about Bibbs. That's right, over Booker, because I think they need Bibbs, man. I'm not I'm not totally sold on Booker's as the every down guy. Everyone went crazy for him when CJ went down, and they should have went crazy for Capri, man. So who do you have? Who who do you dare put up against Capri? <laughs> Well, uh, Capri's definitely going to have to catch a touchdown again this week because my points are already on the board. Uh, I went with Kenneth Dixon this week, who, as we kind of talked about after, uh, you know, out of the jump tonight, I'm not going to go into too much. But overall, he he had 80 total yards tonight for eight points. So, yeah, that'll that'll be an interesting one to watch. Bibbs probably needs a touchdown to beat that. So uh, I'm definitely going to be hoping not to hear his name on NFL Red Zone on Sunday. Oh, you will. Capri touchdown. You might hear it multiple times. You may hear it multiple times. That's how that's how confident I am in this. But <laughs> <laughs> man, Capri is the man, dude. Listen. Since I went running back first, I want you to go wide receiver first. We're gonna go back and forth, man. So you tell me who you have at wide receiver this week. 
All right, man. To continue the trend of like going deep here, looking for guys who people are trying to decide whether or not they're going to stream this week and trying to find some good matchup plays. I'm going with a guy who has been really reliable this season on an offense that most people probably are not looking at as one of fantasy relevance, and that's uh, Kenny Britt. Uh, the receiver from Seattle, uh, St. Louis, I was about to say. Woo! <laughs> I like caught myself halfway and turned it into a Seattle. That's that's silly. But uh, the L.A. Rams, sorry, uh, everybody in Los Angeles, I'm not respecting your uh, your new team. But, uh, yeah, he, he's, he's been a really consistent option on that offense and uh, has been a really consistent target share guy. You know, he's gotten uh, an average of seven targets a game over the last four games and has been somebody who's seen – you know, almost seven targets a game on the entire season so far. He's about to have a really good matchup this week against the Jets. He's got a good matchup the uh, next week beyond that as well against Miami. And ultimately, I think that he's a guy that down the stretch is going to be a nice matchup play. Um, he's not somebody who I'm like super excited about. But if you're looking for somebody to get in your flex or a wide receiver three and trying to, you know, pick and choose between some options that don't have as good of matchups, Britt's a guy who uh, who I think is going to see the targets, and, and in a good matchup, I think that uh, he can definitely persevere. So who did you decide to throw up against him this week? All right, so I went with the guy who I'm, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of questions about. A lot of people are asking me questions about him. A lot of people are on a little hype train going on for him right now. He has a great matchup, and it's J.J. Nelson, man. Now, I'm not going to lie. Like you said with Britt, I'm not like crazy about him just because I know there's so many weapons I'm um, in Arizona, and there's other wide receivers there that he's competing with, and I'm not, you know, I'm not like totally thinking this guy's the get the guy, but he is, you know, kind of splashy. He does make some some big plays. They do seem to trust him and like him, um, and so because I'm hearing his name so much this week, and so many questions are being asked, you know, a lot of people are asking should they start him or not. Um, I'm gonna use him against Britt, man, and I feel good about it because he's playing the 49ers, and I feel good about anybody who's playing the 49ers. Like it, man. Another one of those guys that's on the fringes, but if people need an option this week, he, uh, he's he's one that they're going to have to look to turn to. And uh, let's see, they're either going to be celebrating or uh, blaming you. Uh, yeah. that, so. <laughs> well, I think they couldn't be complaining anymore if they're Michael Floyd owners. So I think they'll be J.J. Nelson will be a breath of fresh air if you had Michael Floyd because he's been super no, disappointed. the truth. Ooh, <laughs> so true. All right, man, who you got a tight end? So a tight end... I'm, I'm, I haven't chosen this guy at all this year, so I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him a chance. You know me; I've been going with guys who catch touchdowns. You know this entire time, pretty much for tight ends, and it hasn't worked for me. Um, so I'm going for a guy who had a decent game last year. I mean, last year, last week. Um, yeah, he had a great game last year. Um, he had a good game last week, and I think he's gonna bounce back a little bit more. His offense is seeming to get a little bit more going. He is a rookie quarterback, and that's Ertz. Um, I know he's been a little disappointing this year. People expected a lot from him, and he hasn't really lived up to that at all. But I feel like there's only one way to go, and that's up. And I feel like he gets catches. If, if he gets hot, he gets a lot of receptions. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm straying away from my tight end guys that get touchdowns and, and leaning more towards a guy who's going to get a lot of action. So Ertz is my pick this week. Hey, man, you don't have uh, Oakland playing this week, so you couldn't just pick the tight end up against him. So I was interested <laughs> to see who you went with there. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, up against Ertz this week, I went with Zach Miller. Um, excited now because you took Cutler. So, hopefully, if Cutler throws any touchdowns, they go Miller's direction. Uh, Miller's a guy who, uh, before the bye, he, he had a pretty good game against Minnesota. And 
ultimately, he's kind of been hit or miss so far this year. But but I think that uh, with Cutler back and looking to kind of create a rapport with guys that he's more familiar with there, it really helps Zach Miller out a lot. And uh, I think that he's got a decent matchup against Tampa Bay. And hopefully, if, if Chicago can keep that game close and keep it interesting, which I really think they should be able to, that, uh, that he has a good chance to, to put up some good numbers. Absolutely. And the last position, Flex. Who did you go with at Flex this week, man? So I went for a guy at Flex this week who I really don't even know what position he plays anymore. So that is Ty Montgomery of Green Bay. Uh, he is a wide receiver on some sides. He has wide receiver running back ability on other sides. And looks like they came out this week saying that, I mean, he more or less is a running back. He's built like a running back and ultimately can play that running back role. So I'm really excited to see what he looks like this week. Um, last week, he didn't really get that, that running back role. Uh, as much as I really expected him to, but he did see more rushing attempts than uh, than he did targets, and it seems like he uh, he might be a guy who kind of is going to get that you know flux sort of role that we saw Randall Cobb get in the past, but maybe has a little bit more running to it. You know, with Starks coming back and and potentially playing this week. I don't really know if he's going to get a huge workload rushing the ball. But ultimately, I like guys who get touches. And, and Montgomery's going to get a lot of touches. And I think that uh, they're in a good position this week up against Tennessee to have a game that probably is going to be kind of high scoring. But ultimately, that I think uh, Green Bay can win. So with a win out there and with Ty Montgomery being this interesting kind of hybrid player who... I'm really enjoying watching. I don't know about you, but he's been really fun to watch this year. And uh, I think it's going to be fun to watch him Sunday, and I, I think he's going to put up some points. Yeah, you picked a guy who is the epitome of the flex position. Um, like you said, that's kind of, you know, he's not a running back. He's not a wide receiver. He is a flex. So you picked the right guy for that. And also you mentioned, you know, that he's been running the ball a lot, which if you look at the games themselves, not the stats, but just actually the games, he's had some super nice runs, man, like legit running back runs like he makes the moves the cuts hits the holes so he's like legit it's not just some gimmick thing um but i went with a guy that's totally boomer bust against him i actually picked a guy who is a teammate of a guy that you picked which was Britt earlier i'm going with Tavon austin um and i'm just doing this to have some fun with it because he is a very fringe guy for me you know he does have some explosive weeks and then some duds um, but you got you you picked a wide receiver, running back kind of guy who you know who rushes. And Austin has had at least one carry every single game this season. Um, and some games he's had up to three, I believe. Um, but I want to you know have some fun with it. I think it's two fun guys. Um, your guys, you know, probably more consistent as far as he's gonna you know be a super active member in that offense. Um, but I feel like Austin always has that big explosive playmaking ability and. Since they both get to rush the ball a little bit here and there, man, I thought it'd be fun to kind of pair them up against each other. Yeah, that'll be an interesting matchup for sure. Uh, hopefully, Tavon can do better than he did last week. I know that he basically did nothing uh, in uh, in that matchup they had against Carolina. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see if uh, if he kind of rebounds because he is he is that guy who I mean he can have huge weeks and he can have total dud weeks, but uh, enjoy that like 
I don't know, what, two yards per catch that he gets? <laughs> Listen, man, he's had at least three or four double-digit weeks, man. I'm not, I don't want to hear it. He's, he's had some explosion, man, and he's going to run the ball. Montgomery and Austin will both be wide receiver guys who will get some rushes this week. Of course, Montgomery's going to get some more activity, though. Um, but it was it's a fun matchup, so we'll see what happens with it. So that's it for this week. Cutler, Simeon, Bibbs, Dixon, J.J. Nelson, Britt, Ertz, Miller, and Austin Montgomery. That's our matchups this week. You guys just disregard the records. All right, let's act like that didn't happen. Um, because it's curious, it's currently twenty to ten. Oh man, <laughs> I was hoping we would get through it without you mentioning it, but I it know, is. I, it is twenty. To, the people want to know. They do want to know. They do. They do. It's twenty to ten, guys. It's all right. Listen, everyone roots for the underdog. Okay, comeback kid, comeback story. Believe in me, guys. Believe in me. So that is it for the No Halftime Challenge. And, of course, you guys know why we do the No Halftime Challenge, because No Halftime sponsors the Cloud Dodgers podcast. They've been sponsoring us before nobody believed in us except them. So we have to appreciate that, of course. They're a daily fantasy sports app that you can download for your iPhone, your Android. Um, you know, it's, it's daily fantasy sports with a little bit of a twist. You play player versus player challenges rather than drafting whole teams. Um, so it is a lot of fun. And if you use the promo code CLOCK100, you would get up to $100 of your first deposit matched by them. So very cool, very good people, um, just just fun people to talk and deal with and, and a fun game to play. Um, the last thing we want to do here, man, is I want to answer some questions. Um, got some questions from Fantasy Life app, Twitter, SleeperBot, all over the place. So um, I want to you know jump into some of those questions really quick here with you because people have some questions, man. They need some answers. They need some answers, and that's what we're going to help them with. So let's do this. Um, let's jump in. I'm just going to kind of jump around because, you know, people obviously are throwing all kinds of different stuff at us. Um, actually, to start it really quick, because I did get, I told you I got some fo- some food questions. Um, I um, There's a there's a guy I talk to a lot on um, the SleeperBot app uh, named Hendog and um, listens every week, listens to all the different shows, super good guy. Um, we talk all the time about fancy football and other stuff. Um, and and, and um, Hendog41, man, he was like, you know, I like how you guys talk about the food stuff, how you mix it in. Um, so I said, hey, man, you tell me what you what food you want us to discuss this week. And he, he said, bacon, man, bacon. He wants to hear us talk about bacon. And I don't think anybody hates bacon. I mean, I, unless you're, you know, a vegetarian or something, I guess you have to hate it. But other than that, I mean, do you have any any kind of any kind of problems with bacon there, Adam? Um, the only problem I have with bacon is you're talking about it and I don't have any. <laughs> like, for real, though. Oh, man. He said he could eat I, bacon on everything, dude. He said he could eat it on salads. He could have it for breakfast. He could have it on sandwiches. Like, it really doesn't matter. It could be wrapped around something, um, bacon bits. Like, he literally said there's no end to what bacon can, can you know, can be used on. Um, I, and I have to agree, man. I, although I do admit that i seen some things. I want to say it was like Denny's or something one time. They had like some crazy like bacon menu and there was like bacon ice cream and stuff, I think. And I was like, I don't know if I can get with that. I think that's probably pushing it too much, but I could be wrong because, you know, people do like that sweet salt type of thing combination. But is there anything bacon can go on that's like bad? Dude, don't try anything from Denny's that sounds like that. Yeah, that sounds terrible. It's not like a disaster, but. But bacon ice cream, though, legit is good. Is it really? Yeah, I've had some before that, uh, at least the one that I had was almost like little bits of bacon in ice cream, and it was fantastic. Wow. Because it, I mean, it gives like that sweet saltiness to it. It was really good. Um, 
but that was at like an actual ice cream shop, so I, I wouldn't recommend just uh, going to a going to your local Denny's and, and trying it if they offered it. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, man, I uh, I don't know when when you said bacon, all I could think about is uh, myself as a teenager having a late night snack that was literally just like bacon strips. I would just eat up <laughs> bacon and just snack on bacon, which is horrible for you. But man, that's a uh, that's that's my love affair with bacon. It's you know it's it's so perfect. It's uh, it's the best condiment that exists <laughs> in the sense of like I want it on every sandwich, every burger. I can't have a burger without bacon. I don't know how people do it. It's just craziness. Bacon um, is definitely an, an elite food, man. Yeah, it is. It is ultimately, uh, all ultimately, it's it's one of those things that I I, I want to eat in every application and. Uh, Oh, man, my mouth's watering just talking about Listen, it. Listen, man, don't knock Denny's too hard, bro. We've all had those late nights, man. We go there, you know, 1 o'clock in the morning. Dude, dude, their sampler is legit, man. It's got chicken strips in it. <laughs> it's got chicken strips, man. It's got, like, you chicken strips. You got mozzarella sticks. I mean, you can't you knock it. You get a side it. of bacon with your chicken strips? I mean, uh, yeah. You got I mean, a good point. Dude, think about it. Any place you want to knock, if you just add bacon onto it, the place can't be that bad. So, um, definitely... Hen dog, thank you for bringing up bacon, man, because bacon is like legendary in the food world, man. It's good with everything, except I've never had it with ice cream, but Adam says it's good. So if anybody else has had bacon ice cream, please let me know. I'm afraid to try it, um, just like I wouldn't try chicken strip ice cream, no matter how much I love it. But, you know, bacon with ice cream, he says it's legit. It's like bacon bits, you said, right? It's like little tiny pieces. The one I had. Yeah, it was like little, 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 tiny, uh, very crunchy pieces of bacon. So it kind of gave like that crunchy texture with like a saltiness and that sweet taste of the ice cream. I don't know, man. It it was it was really good. It was really legit. I didn't think it was going to be either. Uh, I remember I just had a sample of it, so I don't know if it would have been a situation where I could have eaten like a ton of it. But that <laughs> that sample, I I remember being real good. Gotcha. Shout out to Hen Dog. Shout out to Bacon. Um, some other questions that we have, cause I do have some more food questions, but I want to just do some other stuff really quick. Um, I can't, I, again, I got another name here. I think it's Neeson Nikane. I'm not sure, but he's on the fantasy life app. And he says, what is he supposed to do with C Mike and Rawls, man? What does he do with Christian Michael and Rawls right now? A lot of people are concerned about the situation. Yeah. I mean, I, God, it's one that I'm really struggling with too. Cause as I've talked about before, I'm kind of a CJ pro size guy, but I don't really know. He's been getting how... more play, too. Yeah, I mean, a little bit. A little bit here and there. But uh, he's not a guy who I'm, like, super gung-ho about. So the Seattle backfield is is one that's really kind of a mess. And ultimately, like, I think I'd probably put Christian Michael at the top of it. But I'm not feeling how dare confident you? about that at all. How dare you? I know, man. I'm sorry. I know you're kind of the Rawls guy, if you will. But, uh, I, I mean... I'm saying that super begrudgingly, like dude, mini mini beast mode. All against <laughs> mini beast mode. It's so cute. <laughs> oh man, it's like an insult to Marshawn Lynch every time. No, man, listen, he's had he had some huge games last year, man. How can you guys act like they didn't happen? Yeah, I mean, it's fine. He's a running back who had some huge games. Oh, I man. just I don't know if he's gonna come back and have huge games again. He could. I mean, it's not like Michael's locked up that job at all. So, to be fair, the job is definitely up for the taking. So, if you want to go with uh, the 
swing for the fences upside play. I mean, definitely, definitely pick up CJ Show Pro Size. <laughs> oh my god. No, you pick up Rawls. You pick up Rawls if you feel that way. Um, so yeah, see Mike Rawls, crazy situation, could get ugly. Who knows what's really gonna happen, but you know, if you like Adam, you take C Mike or Procise. If you're me, you take Rawls and you just know it's gonna work out. But we'll see how it does play itself out. It could be three headed monster, man. It could just get really ugly. So uh personally if you have one of them, you may want to just trade them and get rid of it. Um another question I got here, this is from um at Sarah. She says, who's hotter, Brady or Garoppolo? And she means, who's hotter looking? And so we're not going to answer that question. I mean, unless you really want to answer that question, um, I'm not going to answer it. I'm going to leave that up to the ladies. Um, I, first... I don't know what Jimmy Garoppolo looks like. What? <laughs> Dude, I mean, I'm not going to lie. He's like, a stud, bro. In my head. I'm not going to lie. He's a stud. And you need to Google him. I'm not doing that right now. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not totally into Brady, man. I don't think he's a stud like that. But you know, the ladies tend to love Brady. So um, Garoppolo definitely, if, if not from a football stance, just from the look stance, he fills the role for the Patriots once Brady retires. Um, but Sarah, we're gonna leave that up to you guys, uh, to, to to the ladies. We trust your opinion. Um, but yeah, man, studs for sure. I'm not gonna deny it. Definitely studs. Um, as she says, she dares us to answer. Don't ever dare us. Because... Wait, seriously? People think this dude's attractive? Okay, I, I think he I... looks, you know, he's not bad. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. She dared us to answer. If you dare us to answer, we're going to answer. There's, there's no way we're yeah. not going to go there. I'll, I'll give a definitive answer. I guess it's Brady because this dude ain't that attractive. Oh, man. Now you're knocking Garoppolo, dude. Come on. Oh, I guess so. This is ridiculous. Oh, my God. Speaking of Brady, though, did you ever see that uh, the Brady mask during, uh, during his suspension that was worn at, at the game? I can't remember who did it, but it was this super creepy Brady mask. Uh, it, uh, if you Google Brady mask, I'm sure it would come up. I don't but, think uh, I've seen it. It's like a Halloween mask? Yeah, I, I can't remember. Somebody wore it to the game when Brady was suspended because, you know, Brady couldn't be there. And, uh, oh, my God, it was it, it was the thing of nightmares. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. Sarah, don't ever dare us. We did it. We will go there. There is no place we won't go. We've done bacon. We've done chicken strips. We've done dip. We will talk about Brady and Garoppolo's looks. We are like that. Um, some more questions that we have here. I, ha- I do actually have some football questions, believe it or not. Um, one, one of them says here, let's see. Do the Browns win a game this season? I think you touched on that earlier. Did, did you mention that earlier? I touched on it. I didn't really give my take, but uh, I'm, at this point I'm saying no. God, I really don't. Terrible. I mean, it'll have to be an anomaly that they do. I just how how can you think that they're going to at this point? I mean, the Ravens have looked like one of the worst teams in the league, and they just beat them by twenty one. So it's yeah, it's not really a situation that I feel too good about. Um, looking at their schedule down the stretch. I mean, who knows? Somebody could really screw up and make a mistake. They don't have like the hardest schedule in the world, but it's not easy at all. So I, uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna say that I won't be shocked at all if they if they have a zero and sixteen season. Man, that question is from at Dem Bones, but man, I think they will get a win. I'm hoping they get a win. The law of averages or something says that they'll have to get a win here because it's just not the common thing to happen, but. Um, I hope for the sake of Terrell Pryor, they get a win. Um, Paul Ryan wants to know, 
I, this isn't really a fancy question. I don't think just in, just in general, who is more valuable? Who is the more valuable cowboy this year, Zeke or Dak? Oh, that's a that's a really interesting question because I mean Dak has shown just such poise in his rookie season as a quarterback. I'd ultimately say it is probably Dak, and I will say that with the caveat of I I even saying that think that Tony Romo would be more important than both if you know added to the equation because when the opportunity arises if it is seized again by Romo he's gonna have to be the one to lead him down the stretch but you know to come in as a rookie and to do what you've done you know speaking of Dak it's really been impressive and and ultimately he's had that team rally behind him you know Zeke is the guy who I think we all knew that we were excited about coming into this year, but nobody really had Dak Prescott on their radar. And the poise that he's shown has is, is really been impressive. And I think that moving forward, it's going to be really interesting to see what they decide to do there in regards to continuing on with Dak or, or moving to, uh, to Tony Romo. Uh, I did hear today that Tony Romo is eligible to return to practice, and uh, I think he had a full practice today. So. It's uh, it's going to be really interesting to see, but but ultimately, right now, I think that the Dak has been the uh, the best thing to happen to that franchise. Man, that's, that, that's interesting. I, I think you're I think you're probably right because quarterbacks are like to me the most important position on the field, the hardest one to nail uh, when it comes to drafts and stuff like that. And if you have a good quarterback, um, a lot of things can fall in place for you. Um, so I have to agree, you know, with with running back being an easier position typically. Um, to find um, that obviously if Dak is legit, which he's proved it to me at this point, I don't think there's really any question anymore. Um, he has to be the, the most valuable player um, over Elliot, which is nuts because Elliot's been bonkers, but it is what it is, man. It is what it is. Um, at Michael Clifford, Rob Kelly, what should we expect rest of season? Oh, you should, you should uh, expect some, some excitement. He, he's a guy who uh, who I have in Dynasty. Uh, I own him in a league, and uh, I, I was really excited to see the role that they gave him, and I'm excited to see what he can do this week. Um, you know, he ultimately is the best option they have there running back, and the later we get in the year, when you have situations where a guy is the best option in the backfield, you got to be excited about him to some extent. The Washington offense is not like a huge powerhouse offense, so it's not something that I'm overly excited about. But at this point, he's a must-own guy and definitely a weekly, you know, spot start. Gotcha. Yeah, I definitely think it's going to be interesting. It sounds like Matt Jones is kind of totally falling out of favor there. Um, we've seen running back positions, though, are very volatile. We don't know what will end up being by the end of the season, but it definitely seems like they really like Rob Kelly I think they want to see what they have, you know, the rest of the season here. Um, I have some foul or no foul questions, so I'm going to throw those at you now and kind of stray away from Well, actually, I have one other regular question, um, again, along the food line here. Um, it's at, uh, what's his name here? Uh, at Smurf1 on Fantasy Life App Axe, what's our favorite Starburst flavor? I don't really know that I have one. I mean... I can tell I you. I, I can tell you which color is the best. I don't know what the flavor actually is. As crazy as it sounds, <laughs> the pink one is definitely the best Starburst. But I don't know what flavor that is. I just know that it's the best one to me. 
Yeah, man, I don't I don't have any fire starburst takes. I definitely will say that I am not the type of person who like distinguishes colors of candies. We're gonna eat all the starbursts. Like I'm not gonna sit there and be like, Oh, the pinks are the best or the yellow is the best which I mean, I guess people think was crazy. I'm just, I, I don't know. I'm just the type that I'm going to eat all of them because candy's candy. Yeah, Adam's definitely a crazy guy. The pink one's definitely the best. And <laughs> it's not even, it's not, there's not even a conversation there. So um, trust me when I tell you. Just just like you got to trust me with Capri, Bibs, and Rawls, you got to trust me with the pink Starburst. Um, the, I just want to get these foul or no fouls because I, we got some good ones here. So just going from questions to foul or no fouls, that's how we move here. We just move with the flow. So foul or no foul. It's that time again. <laughs> Let's play another round of foul or no foul. From Darth Pie Shy, man. The guy always gets the questions in, man. Foul or no foul. Thursday night games hurt the NFL and should be played on Saturday. Although he does have the caveat, I know it's competition with the NCAA, but come on, man. I'm going to say foul. It's uh, it's not just competition with the NCAA, but it also is your whole weekend. And I think that ultimately... <laughs> Personally, I mean, you know, when I get into football season, I'm not a guy who watches the NCAA because I feel like if I did and I really committed to it the way I commit to watching the NFL, that there goes my fall. Like, I just. There goes your fall. There goes your girlfriend or wife. There goes your children. There goes everything goes by the wayside. It's so hard to keep up with it all. So. I uh, I like having it on Thursday night, but the game has not been as good. I think it'd be interesting if they test it out to see how it would be on Friday nights, or ultimately tested the idea of you know just getting rid of Thursday night altogether and and going back to Sunday and Monday. You know we've seen that Monday night games have often been a lot better in regards to them in comparison to Thursday night games. So. There's obviously something about that short week. Maybe giving them an extra day and switching it to Friday would be worthwhile, but I don't think we're getting that switch anytime soon. I think uh, that is close to staying. For quite some I, time. I, I think it's funny because Darth Pashai, from my talks with him, I know he's a baller-ass high school coach, um, and um, you know he does, does a lot of high school coaching, so I, I think it's funny that he didn't say to do it on Friday nights because that's when Friday night lights happens. That's when high school games play. So he's like, screw college games. But he didn't say screw high school games. And that's because his own selfish reasons. And that's okay. That's okay, man. We all got to be selfish at times. But don't think I don't know your little sneaky move there, man. Um, that, that definitely was a sneaky move. Now, I do, I, I'm going to put this one in the form of a question of a foul or no foul because it wasn't actually sent that way. It was just made as a statement, but I don't agree with it. Um, and that's at Dumbone said that you can't trust a guy who only orders chicken strips. Foul or no foul? Oh man, that's a foul. Does he not trust you? That's right. That's got something personal Thank you. Going on? Thank you, Adam. I mean, come on, dude. Doesn't make you just knock on my chicken strip love now? Not even not even a, a fair a fair thing to say to me, man. It's definitely definitely not fair. Um, he mean, wait, when he says only order chicken strips, does that mean like they go to a restaurant and they don't get like any sides or anything? They, like, no, just I think strips? he means just like I, t- I said on the previous episode, like if I go to a steak place, I still order chicken strips. If I go to a seafood place, I still order chicken strips. I think he says that kind of person just can't be trusted, man. Which, I mean, which hurts I'm not going to ask for record, uh, recommendations of restaurants from you, but, but you can eat <laughs> Yeah, my, my restaurants can't be recommended, but if you're looking for some mean chicken strips, I know all the good spots. <laughs> um the last uh oh another foul or no foul from uh at jetty 
He wants to know, his foul or no foul, Niners are the worst team in the NFL. Well, I mean, we did talk about the, the Browns here who haven't won a game, so it would be kind of messed up to say that the Niners are the worst team, right? I mean, is that foul or no foul? That's a foul. Let's move on. Yeah, let's move on, man. <laughs> he, on. he is a Niners fan, so for that reason, I mean, they're terrible. It would be interesting to see if the Niners got to play the Browns who would win. But oh, let's man. That would be, that'd be crazy. They, they don't play this year, right? At all? That would be awesome. We got to kind of petition the, the NFL to do that, man. The last foul or no foul I want to throw at you, man, I am going to the Fighter and the Kid show, which is a podcast. If you don't watch it, Brendan Shaw, Brian Callen, funny podcast. I'm going to their live uh, stand-up type of show. Um, so with that being said, I'm going to have a better weekend than you this week, man. Foul or no foul? Oh, God. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> How to bring it up, man. I had to say it. No foul at all. Uh, yeah, you touched on this uh, before we started recording, man. I am a huge Fighter and the Kid Nation uh, fan. I, uh, you know, I'm part of the Fighter and the Kid Army. Those guys are fantastic. Uh, shout out to Brendan and Brian. I, I know they're listening. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, I hope you have a blast. Uh, specifically because you not only get to go see the Fighter and the Kid live, but you get to do it on one of the most exciting nights in combat sports for UFC 205. And I know, because I am a regular listener of the Fighter and the Kid podcast, that they announced that they're going to be doing a after show where you get to watch UFC 205 with them. So you get a once-in-a-lifetime experience of all the Fighter and the Kids that you could go and see live. You're going to the absolute best one. So I'm super jealous, and I plan to live vicariously through you. Uh, <laughs> maybe you can live-tweet it or something. Oh, man. But, yeah, it's going yeah, to be pretty awesome. That, uh, that... God, that sounds so, so much fun. I honestly, outside of being at Madison Square Garden, I don't really know if there's anywhere I'd rather be to watch these freaking fights because you're going to be in a room of just fight fans and an ex UFC fighter, funny guys. I know. And well, and also the crowd, you know, it's going to be a lot of people who probably have similar ways of thinking and it's just going to be a really fun environment. And I think it's just going to probably be electric in there to actually get to watch the fight. So I, I hope they have like a good setup with giant TVs and like tons of them. So you can see from every direction. It'll be interesting to uh, find out how they, how they go about organizing it, but man, enjoy it, dude. It, uh, it sounds like it's going to be a blast and just a uh, little bit really quick, man. You and I touched on it and I'd love to, you know, go in depth sometime. So we can't really get too in depth, but just to kind of break down the, the two big UFC fights uh, that are at the top of this amazing card, uh, the, you know, the main event and the co-main event. And actually there's two co-main events because there's three titles on the line, but specifically the top two, do you, uh, do you have kind of any rooting interest between uh, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson going up against Tyrone Woodley or uh, the ultimate, you know, finale of the night, Conor McGregor and uh, him facing off with Eddie Alvarez. Well, I mean, for, first, to be fair, I mean, that entire card is nasty. And even the pre-fights, all, all, all the fights, crazy. Oh, well, I think it's, it's got to be one of the craziest card. card ever. It's so amazing. But as far as just those two fights, I mean, I want to see Wonderboy win, honestly, just because he's like, he, he he's, he's a unique fighter all on his own. Like, I can't think of a lot of guys who fight like him, his style, his technique. So I just want to see it, it work and win a title. I, and, I, and I'm interested to see when he wins it, who's going to take it from him. I think, I, I don't know, man. He has a super unique fighting style. I know you're a fan of him. Um, 
and you know, so I'm, I'm I'm rooting for him. And then in the Connor fight, it's it's always this weird thing, man, because I love the Connor show. Like I'm gonna, I'll, I'll admit it. Like I love what he does. I know some people hate it. They feel it's very Mayweather like, and they don't like the, him either. Um, but that, that's kind of the idea: is you either love them or hate him, and that's why they do it. Um, but I love what he does. I love the shit talking. I love every single aspect of it. I think it's a genius thing. Um, and I, and I think he's a pretty decent fighter. You know, obviously he, 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 what, what I respect about him is he fights in all the different weight classes. He steps up to all the different challenges, even when it puts him at a disadvantage or in a, in a rough spot. Um, a lot of fighters won't do that. Um, and he's one of the first to really do it the way he's doing it or the first, I don't know, as far as all the different weight, you know, classes at this point, I know guys kind of have all moved around, but He's doing, you know, big fights in different weight classes. And so for that fact alone, I kind of would like to see him win it because it's kind of history. You know what I mean? History being made. So um, I'd like to see him make it. But I got nothing against his opponent. I love him, too. He's a good fighter. Um, but I just like, I always like to see history happen, man. So if I if I can see it happen, uh, um, I'm kind of always going to lean that way. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm right on board with you. Uh, we're, we're both thinking the same way in the top two fights. Uh you know, you touched on it a little bit, but Stephen Wonderboy Thompson is, he's my favorite fighter. Uh, I watched him basically from his very first fight in the UFC all the way to now. I've seen every fight and he is so exciting. I, I can't wait for the majority of the country to be able to see him or the majority of UFC fans because he's a guy who honestly, he, he's fought a lot of his fights not on pay-per-view and not on these big stages. And I think because of that, a lot of people aren't really aware of him as a fighter as much as they should be and probably will be after this fight because he is, he's so dynamic and he's so different. And he's got this like point karate style uh, background where he was undefeated in some insane number of kickboxing fights. I think he's like 67 and oh, I want to say something in the high 60s uh, before coming over to MMA. And he just, he has a style that's all his own. He drops his hands constantly. He constantly shoots in and out. And he's a guy who, you know, can have spectacular finishes, but also is just so interesting and so different to watch that uh, he's always a really, really exciting person to, to get to see fight. So I'm super, super excited for that. And to me, it's one of those things where, like, I'm so hyped up for that fight that, like, to get... To see a uh, opportunity for Conor McGregor to be the first fighter in UFC history to hold two titles at the same time after that, it, it seems like they could have not even had the Conor fight, and it still would have, to me, been one of the biggest, if not the biggest, UFCs. And then they have one of the biggest fights of all time after it. It's it's insane. And uh, I feel the same way. I want the Conor show to keep on going. I can't wait. I would love for him to have two belts and uh, to fight with Dana and the UFC over defending both of them simultaneously and uh, just continue to put out these gigantic fights. Cause honestly, Connor's the best thing that's ever happened to the UFC from yep. a publicity standpoint. And I just want the show to keep going. And, and for those out there who are listening, who don't give a shit about UFC or mixed martial arts, at least do yourself a favor and watch the press conferences when Connor is a part of these things, man, because they are gold. They are gold from a comedy standpoint, from an entertainment standpoint. Like, I don't care if you care about UFC or not, or mixed martial arts or not. Like, those things are pure entertainment. So, um, definitely check those out. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, next time we talk, that th those fights will have happened. And so we can actually, you know, kind of recap those. So that'll be fun, too. Um, 
to kind of just yeah. it's always fun to talk about some stuff like that you know man like i said we talk about this this is a fancy football episode and it always is but we like to go off the rails and talk about other stuff because there's other stuff that we like in life guys so um as always we're always going to touch on those things um which is fun um i do want to remind everybody to the donation man toys for tots i do not want to forget it i want to beat it into people's heads toys for tots if you don't, if you need the link, hit me up. If you don't, if you can't find it on on, on my Twitter, I'm at Clock Dodgers. You know, I'm always gonna keep posting it. But hit me up if you want it. Um, let, let, let's get to that goal of at least five hundred dollars because you know it's it's important. It, it, again, like we've said over and over, man. You know, love, man, love is what's important here. So, um, also we got some upcoming guests for the show. Um, next week, I believe it's next week. Uh, we're actually gonna have Matrix on here, man. I know you're excited about that. Right, yeah, Adam. Uh, you're excited, really right, good. Adam? Do I have to do I have to pull it out of you, Adam? You're excited, Adam. This is where we get hey, excited. Man. You know, I, I, uh, no, I'm super excited. Fantasy <laughs> Matrix. He, uh, he hosted a uh, mid-season draft that we both got to participate in. It's going to be really fun to get to recap that, see how it's going. Uh, we'll have two weeks of results to kind of look back on and, and kind of see. And ultimately, that was. Really, really a fun draft, and I was really happy to take part. And it, it'll be fun, man. It'll be really fun to get to have a, another mind on here and, and get to discuss things from uh, you know an additional perspective. I wonder if he loves food as much as we do. We'll have to ask him. We'll have yeah. to. We'll have to ask him, man. We'll have to we'll ask, have to ask him. some hard hitting food questions. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna get down and dirty with food questions, man. Matrix is that <laughs> we're really gonna put him to the test. But um, yeah, some fun guests coming up. Got some others line come lining up um so definitely look out for those um yeah man i mean that's pretty much it um i am i'm actually going to be on some podcasts too coming up um which is a little bit of a a mix for me you know what i mean to uh actually be on the other side um but later this month i i think there's two right now um to kind of look out for um i was asked to be on the uh i, I talked about them earlier I have, I have a league with them um, it's called the Fantasy Life Podcast. Uh, so I'm going to be on their podcast, I believe, next weekend. And then I'm actually going to be on um, going to be on the Fantasy Authority Podcast also um, towards the end of the month. I want to say it's like around the 29th or something. Um, have to check for the actual date, but that's going to be fun. So look out for those podcasts. You know, we, we just mentioned earlier the Fighter and the Kid at Clock Dodgers, man. We always try to talk about other people and support other people and that's that's how this works you know what i mean you got to support other people and support everything other people do and and that's that's kind of the beauty of of life you know what i mean like like we always mention man i mean you always talk about it you know loving one another helping one another making people's day um but i feel like supporting one another and whatever endeavor we do um is always just as important and so um by going on their podcast them coming on this podcast mentioning them talking about them whatever it may be um we're all about supporting other people's work and it doesn't have to be podcast, could be whatever. Um, I just kind of love to support the people's stuff. So um, those podcasts are, are, are good. Fan, um, there's a lot of great stuff out there, man. I talk about the Fantasy Life app a lot. I get a lot of questions from there. That app is awesome. Sleeperbot's awesome. Twitter's awesome. All that stuff's awesome. Right, Adam? Yeah, man. It's it's really great. And like you said, I mean, it's really important to kind of spread the love and, and support because we get a lot of awesome support from, from others in the fantasy community and it's great to kind of spread that back out there. And regarding like fighter and the kid and stuff, like we're never going to try and disguise what we like. And ultimately that's a big part of the podcast, man. It's just sharing who we are as people. And ultimately that's sharing what we like. And, uh, 
God, I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Man, like you said, just I'll make sure you know how fun it was. I will not leave out a detail, man. I will try my best to share it with you. I just, uh, I, I hope you get a photo with those guys, man. Enjoy I'm going to try, man. I'm going to try. Maybe I'll have my clock dodger shirt on. Try to get, try to squeeze that in there. Maybe, uh, yeah, man, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. But just because you're not going there, man, you're still going to have a fun weekend, I'm sure. I'm sure you got some stuff lined up. Yeah, man, uh, definitely. I'm really super excited to watch uh, UFC 205. I mean, that's that's big. That's really the big thing for me this weekend. Uh, you know, I, uh, God, I'm a big UFC fan, and this is just an insane card like we were talking about. So, yeah, man, it, it's going to be fun between the UFC and football. It's going to be one of those weekends where uh, – I watch way too much TV, but uh, I'm going to enjoy the hell out of it. All right, man. Well, we've gone deep. We've touched on everything that I can think of that I wanted to touch on, that I wanted us to discuss. Um, Don't forget ClockDodgers.com. Tons of great content on there. Josh's got streaming articles. Eddie's got the NFL split tens where my Raiders continue to rise, which that's just the greatest thing ever to me. And, um, Lots of other good stuff on there. Obviously, subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean. Leave a review in the iTunes store. Um, all, all that good stuff, man. Follow Adam on Twitter at the other FF guy. Um, follow me on Twitter at Clock Dodgers. And that's pretty much it, Adam. Donate, right, man? Donate to Toys for Tots. Definitely, man. Spread the love, and you know, in a in a week that a lot of people are, are feeling a lot of tension. You know, one of the biggest things that we can do is just love each other and outwardly really just try and lift each other's spirits. And, I, you know, I hope we did that for anybody who got to listen to this today and just got to, you know, enjoy a little bit of the fun we got to have. And, yeah. And, you know, it's been a pleasure as always, man. Absolutely, man. Don't let this election get you down. Don't let it get you angry. Let's lift each other up, man. And let's watch some football. Let's do it. Later. Whoa, what a doozy that was. How come people don't use words like that, doozy? You don't ever hear people really use it, at least not where I'm at. They don't really say words like that. There's just some words that just fade out like that. They're just considered old-fashioned or, you know, words from old souls would use these words, our ancestors. But no, what a doozy that is, man. That's a good word. It's it's fun. I like it. This was a great episode with Adam. You guys know, follow Adam at the other FF guy. Harass him. Talk shit to him. Tell him he's not... Being bold enough on his no halftime players or something, and that's why I'm losing all the challenges against him. Good dude. Great dude, actually. And um, shout out to him, as always. Shout out to Josh. Shout out to Eddie. Shout out to everybody who contributes to CloudDodgers.com on a normal basis or once a year, if that's what you feel like doing. Um, I do. I, I did miss one. I think there was one question that we I didn't ask on the show. Um, I just forgot and i don't like to forget things but it happens and so i still wanted to go back to it really quick and just answer it um so let me pull that up really quick the question was from at kev freeds on uh sleeper bot he asked should he trade Legarrette blunt since Deion lewis is coming back soon um he, here's the thing when you talk about Deion lewis and you talk about Legarrette blunt you're, you you can't really look at them as the same guy. So you can't really look at it, oh, this is two running backs. Deion Lewis is coming back. He's going to take the starting job. Blunt is useless. It's not it's not how it's going to work. Um, Blunt still has his job, and Lewis is going to be sharing job with James White and, and doing what he does or take the job from James White, however you want to look at it. Um, so no, it doesn't threaten the Garrett Blunt like you may think 
in a typical situation where, uh, you know, a running back coming back from injury would um, do something like that. So in this case, I would say you don't have to trade LeGarrette Blunt. If you can upgrade somehow by trading LeGarrette Blunt, sure. Um, but it's not something you have to do because Deion Lewis is coming back. And if you can get Deion Lewis, I would love that too. Not necessarily because you have LeGarrette Blunt. I'm just saying anyone in general, if you can get Lewis right now, um, it's not a bad idea. Um, also, a question that came in after we record the podcast. Actually, there's two more questions that I didn't get to. Um, Sleeperwire, at Sleeperwire on Sleeperbot, um, asks, if you could control people's minds for one day, what would you do? Um, I wouldn't do it. That's that's what I would do. I wouldn't want to control people's minds, man. People's minds are scary. Scary little balls of whatever it is, muscles, tissue, whatever it is. I don't want to control those things, man. I don't want to control them. I want no part of it. I can't even control my own mind. My own mind is a scary place. I don't want to visit any other scary places. Great question, but I, I just I don't want to control people's minds, man. I mean, I'm sure there's some some really messed up shit you could do if you control people's minds. <laughs> some funny things, some good things. If you got the right mind to control, you know, you control the president or something, or you you know, there's there's a lot of fun ideas you could think of, but I think they're a scary place, and I don't want to go there. Um, and one other question from. Uh, at Mike, I think it's, I don't know if it's Mike three in Mike King, Mike, Mike King. I don't know. It's a, one of those creative names you guys come up with, um, on these apps because every other thing normal is taken already. And he said, would you trade away your David Johnson for prior Elliot and Cobb slash Moncrief? Well, I mean, that's a hell of a haul. If you're going to trade away David Johnson, it's for something like this, um, Pryor, Elliott, and then Cobb or Moncrief. Um, certainly, if you're going to use all three of these guys, you need the depth, um, and, and you're going to start all three. Um, I see nothing wrong with making this trade because you're getting Elliott, who's you know one of the top backs in the league. His job's not threatened. He's been healthy. Everything so far is good. So you're getting Elliott. He's not David Johnson for me. I still, I'm just a David Johnson fanboy, so I'm never going to put someone above him in fantasy. But um, when you throw in guys like Pryor, Cobb, Moncrief, um, if you're if you're gonna you know make a deal, it's for something you know kind of crazy like this. I'm assuming that guy has depth, or he's just nuts for David Johnson. And I'm assuming you don't have the depth where you can actually start Pryor, Elliott, and Cobber Moncrief. If you can do that, it's not a bad deal, my man. Um, so that's it for this week, guys. As far as this episode is involved, you know, concerned. Um, as far as clockdodgers.com, you guys know the streaming articles are up there. The NFL split 10 is up there by Eddie. Um, There's some breakdown game breakdown films up there from Adam. Adam Drury at 8087. You can find him on Twitter also. Um, check those articles out. Really good stuff. I, I couldn't break down film like that. So um, it's impressive stuff. And all the articles are impressive. So go check those things out. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Stitcher, Podbean, appreciate your guys' love. Please leave some reviews, guys. We got like 30-something reviews on there, but that's not enough. There's so much. There's so many of you, so many awesome Clock Dodgers out there. It takes a couple of seconds to leave a review, and it helps new people find the, find the, find the podcast. Don't you want to share this awesome thing that we have together with other people? I want you to. So if you can do that, that would be awesome. Remember, guys, I like to throw random contests out there. Um, so... If I'm going to randomly pick someone off the review list and give away a gift card or give away some wristbands or give away a shirt, um, it's just best to cover your bases, man. Who doesn't want free stuff? It takes two seconds. It's awesome. Um, so I appreciate those who have already done that, though. And any and, and anything you guys do to support, I always appreciate it. Um, as always, guys, 
I don't want this to go much longer because I know some of you don't like the long episodes. Little babies don't like the long episodes. I like the long episodes, okay? It's my cup of tea. Um, but if you don't like the long episodes, guess what? We have short episodes for you too. There's the 15 minute break episodes, which are great for people with short attention spans or not a lot of time. Um, and then we got episodes like this that are a little bit longer. And then we got some stuff that are in between, you know? So a little bit of love for everybody. We're a podcast that caters to the people, caters to our fellow clock dodgers. Um, so yeah, man, check out the 15 minute podcast. It's fun doing those. Um, if you guys have any like ideas of like topics or something you want me to discuss on there, feel free to throw them at me, man. You guys know I'm off. I'm all there's no off limits for me. So if there's anything that you want to, you know, discuss or hear me discuss, throw it at me. I'm gonna go on a rant. I'm gonna go on that rant. Um, but other than that, guys, have a great week 10. Have a fantastic week 10. This is like where your playoff race starts. If you have any questions for Clock Dodgers as far as um, lineup questions, trade advice, um, players that you should target, you know, free agent waiver wire moves, hit me up. I'm always available. We got guys on. We got guys around the clock. Hit up Adam on, on Twitter for those. Hit up Josh for those. Hit up Eddie. Hit up everybody. Everyone's around, man. We're all hit Adam up. Hit you know all these guys up. They all have great information um, and they're very helpful. Love you guys. Signing off. Visit ClockDodgers.com for more unique content. Connect with us now by following at ClockDodgers on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope.
Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.